0: I am Captain Brunch Welcome everybody, I am Pimp.
1: We are happy that you joined us And if you didn't join us, well we're happy that you joined us eventually Because if you're listening to this, you must have Alright Oh, I was supposed to bring down the the intro music I'm I'm a terrible producer, it's okay It's
0: okay, you're still learning
1: Uh, They don't pay me enough for this anyway, so
0: Hey! What's going on?
1: Well, you know, it's been an interesting week. It's been pretty hectic because, uh, you know, my mother was in Australia for a few weeks, and then she came back into town this week. And I went to go pick her up on Thursday. She was coming in at 10 p.m., which, you know, wasn't too bad, but I'm a morning person, so that's pretty bad. And then she did arrive on time, but it was like a stormy night. And you know how airports and airplanes are on stormy nights. So,
0: instead of letting them at Fort Lauderdale or Miami International? Yeah, at Fort Lauderdale. Okay,
1: good. <laughs> so I'm over there, and I'm waiting. You know, I found the best place to wait in the airport is the car rental garage. You just, like, wait outside all the cars, like, the area outside of where the cars are, and then no one really bothers you.
0: And you're just hanging out with all the Ubers. <laughs> oh, no,
1: there's no Ubers there. I mean, uh, maybe those were Ubers. There's a few people there, but they I think it was mostly employees.
0: If you're ever flying into South Florida, go to Fort Lauderdale. Not Miami International. <laughs> well,
1: if you have a choice. Because yeah. you don't always have a choice. Um, yeah. Fort Lauderdale is definitely the better of the two. And so she's like, OK, we landed. But the they said, we can, you know, we can't um, like we can't pull in to the to the gate because of the the weather. So I'll let you know. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, it's cool. I'm, I'm waiting here. i was listening to a podcast, I think.
0: One hour later. One hour later, <laughs>
1: she's like, okay, uh, you know, they're still, they're st- we're still here. And then I could hear, like, the captain coming on, the loudspeaker in the background. It's like, you know, they're up, they're not ready to let us in, blah, blah, blah. And so probably, like, something at, like, 11.30 or something, I'm like, oh, gosh, okay. Um, she said, you know, just go home, and I'll take an Uber. I'm like, okay, are you sure? And then I did, because I have to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, to go to work. And so to be out at 11.30, 12 o'clock to me is not pleasant. And I have to work an eight-hour day the next day. So, whatever. So, I went home. But on my way home, I don't know. I was like, let me treat myself for all this effort. <laughs> so, I stopped by
0: Jackson's. Oh, God.
1: Uh, the ice cream place. And I got a scoop of um, Oreo ice cream with some hot fudge on it. It was pretty good.
0: You should have went there first.
1: Yeah, you know, but I didn't know that I was going to have all that time. Like, I'm, Because the problem is, like, I'm sitting there and I'm wondering... Okay, do can I just like leave and come back real quick? Like cuz I, I don't want to make her wait. My mother's uh, you know getting on in years and so <laughs> I don't I don't want to make her wait at the airport, you know, she just traveled for all these hours. She just had to wait for like wait, you know, taxiing in the on the out in the runway and and, and then to get out and then to have to like wait for me because I'm getting ice cream without her. That just seems like a horrible. <laughs> well, you finish the ice
0: cream before getting her. No.
1: Okay. But, you know, the, the, but you know my Thursdays, right? So I, go, I was coming back from a class that I have on Thursday night. So I didn't really have time from leaving class before getting to the airport to go to the ice cream shop to get ice cream. So this was like I'm there and I'm like, oh, man, this is taking a while. And that's that's when that feeling I was like, OK, I, well, you know, I really want to go get
0: some ice cream. Were the lines still super long outside of Jackson's? No,
1: because it's a weekday, and uh, and they were they were they were just about closing when I arrived, so there was there was no one there pretty much, and I was able to get some ice cream. It was nice. It was. It was I don't know if I was that impressed with the ice cream. I wasn't sure. It was. It was hard to tell. Maybe I was tired. I was tired actually because it was a long day.
0: It's you know the effect of the line. If you have to wait at least an hour to get your ice cream, it's gonna taste good.
1: Yeah, that desperation. I mean, so Jackson's is this place that's kind of, I don't know, on the weekends, it's it's pretty popular. and People will wait. It's got this kind of Americana vibe. I don't really know how else to describe it. They, like they have, they've they got hot dogs and hamburgers if you want to have dinner, but mostly it's the ice cream.
0: Yeah, it's a restaurant inside, but if you're just getting ice cream, you have to go outside. And there's like a little like booth outside, so no uh, matter what... You can
1: what, also get ice cream inside.
0: Oh, I've only ever been outside. Then the line just goes, oh, and they, they even have like a little like... Circus, not circus. Yeah, it seems but, like a carnival circus yeah. type of
1: type of vibe to it. And they're actually kind of infamous for this dessert item called the kitchen sink, or That's maybe it's the original right. kitchen sink. So they'll like bring out this little kitchen sink, and it's filled with twenty scoops yeah. of ice cream. And their scoops are pretty big. They're expensive. Like that one scoop of ice cream with the fudge was like eight nine dollars. Yeah, it's not cheap. But they're, but it's not a small scoop. It was a pretty filling scoop, and I'm happy I didn't get two. Um. Yeah, but the kitchen sink, so they bring out a, a kitchen sink full of ice cream and like some toppings, and then that's just their whole their whole shtick right there.
0: Yeah, when push comes to shove, I prefer Carvel. <laughs> yeah,
1: if there was Carvel open or on the way home, I would have done that. Um, so do you know what a NIMBY is? No. NIMBY stands for not in my backyard. Oh, yeah. And it's a word that's used often in urban development discourse, urban planning, planning and zoning, that kind of stuff, like how we build streets or design streets and uh nimby describes people who oppose development so it's like oh you know we want to build uh an apartment complex and then you got someone in some like single family home is like no not in my backyard like you're gonna change the character of the neighborhood and so this is like a typical thing where we're like, oh, well, you know, rent is so high and housing is so expensive. Well, why don't we build, like, more housing? And then you get these NIMBYs. are like, no, no, because, you know, like, my neighborhood is like this and I don't want all this new housing and all the poor people that come with it. Um, well, so I got my, my own NIMBY story
0: because I might be a NIMBY. Oh, I, I am a NIMBY. <laughs> In fact, they're building the nine-story uh, <laughs> building right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, so
0: and then we got we got Panda saying most nimbies are
1: Karen's. Okay, well tonight I am White Girl Karen and um Captain
0: Prince, aka White Girl.
1: White girl Karen tonight on uh, September whatever well, it is.
0: I was only a NIMBY because they walked around with a um I guess some uh, the developer paid somebody to walk around with um what's it called? Petition or Petition, something. Petition, yeah. I'm like, No thank you. of course <laughs> they fucking built it anyway, it's of course it matters (laughs)
1: so i live in an 80 unit condominium building and it's the the street that i live on is lined on both sides of the streets with these condominium buildings they were built sometime like around 60 50 years ago between 60 and 50 years ago and i think most of the buildings were originally built as 55 plus only so this was originally like a retirement community and right still is okay maybe primarily but so right behind my building is a golf course called the Presidential Golf Course. And it's attached to a, a housing development called the Presidential Estates. But it's actually not used. And I don't know how long the, the golf course has not been used. It's been years that it's not actually used. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Like the last time... And the only time I've seen it used for anything was like for people walking around it. They just walk around it like it's a, a walking place. But not for me, because I don't live in Presidential Estates. I live in Rolling Green. And so... you know this golf course been sitting there for years and people have been talking in rumors especially like the HOA people and the development people
0: you have to get a screwdriver and tighten that shit because it keeps just (laughs) yeah
1: I know um and I have screwdrivers somewhere because I I own a lot of tools just continue so they've been there have been rumors that they're gonna they want to build like a housing development there and uh now it's happening they've uh they've sent letters there's a meeting on thursday the planning and zoning department has to approve i guess the change to the to how the land is zoned and i don't want it i don't like my my neighborhood i am really close to a highway and i'm really close to two exits of this highway and i-95 is an extremely busy and congested and heavily trafficked highway it's it's the reason. One of the main reasons why Miami might have some infamy as a as like a, a traffic infested place.
0: Yeah, you're in between two of the busiest <laughs> freaking exits on I-95.
1: Yeah, so and, and I'm talking about I'm really close to them. Like I, my neighborhood is nestled against the highway, and and so they want to build 100 and something homes in between me and Presidential Estates, and. And we're well, at least me and most a lot of my neighbors are like, what the hell? Like, no, this is like I go to work every day. I, I start work at seven thirty in the morning, so it's that's supposed to be before rush hour, right? Rush hour, rush hour is supposed to be associated with nine to no, five. Not to me. Well, not to you, but that's because you know that's not the reality of what, the way things work. But I, you know, I leave for work at at six forty five, and there's already congestion on the highway. That's pretty early, I think. So, yeah, I don't want them to build 138 homes. And uh, and I hope a bunch of my neighbors go to the planning and zoning board committee, whatever meeting, and say, hell no. And I hope that they agree not to let them build this stupidity.
0: It would be nice if they built a park. You know, they could build a park. I guess a golf course is kind of like a park.
1: Yeah, but, you know, you put more trees in there. And, like, maybe a swing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, we had two blocks from where I live in, um, in North Miami. There, is, there were these old yellow apartments that were projects back in the, I think, 40s or 50s, around there. And, I mean, they were in pretty bad condition, but they housed a lot of people. I remember in the last three or what, in the last five years, two of them had burnt down. Because that's how well they were kept up. (laughs) (laughs) I literally remember driving home one day and seeing just like fire bursting out of the second floor and people running out. I'm like, holy fuck. And then within the next year, it happened again. I'm like, okay, this is (laughs) something's going on here. And so they finally kicked everyone out, unfortunately. And now it was leveled for a while. And then now they're going to be building these nine... Nine stories. It's going to be like at least a few hundred um, apartments there, and then the, the first levels all, you know, restaurants, multi-level, now, this, multi-purpose rather.
1: Like this property's not act. It's not directly on one twenty-third, right? It's like right one twenty-fifth. It's like two blocks or one block over,
0: right next to the the, the elementary school. But it's Day, really
1: close to a really busy, busy oh, yeah. street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the way life works. I mean, it's not, I and mean, I'm not against development. It's just. It's just that our cities are not built for the density that we that that the demand calls for. And to change a lot, that's for sure. Yeah, but it's just going to get more and more traffic. Like, Because I mean, I say traffic's bad in Miami, but then you go to a place like New York or Sao Paulo, and then it's four or five times worse. So, you know, whatever. Okay. That was just my little bitching about being a NIMBY, you know, because I'm not usually a NIMBY, but uh, right now I am. I also, you know, there's supposedly there's a lawsuit and some covenant that they agreed that they wouldn't develop the golf course if they didn't get like per- agreement with the surrounding residents. I don't know if that's true or not. I have to see documentation. But now
0: the funny part is that my part of our neighborhood floods a lot, especially right there where those apartments were. So mine does see that <laughs> there, <laughs> there, there, there you go. Another thing I didn't even think about, my friggin' community and neighborhood
1: floods a lot. It go it gets crazy. I mean like we had to we had to, to add some asphalt to our parking lots just so that the front of the cars could be out of the water if it yeah, flooded
0: remember your stuff gets really bad <laughs> it's really
1: bad so they want to stick 136 homes in all the water and piping and the the sanitation good whatever luck. yeah um yeah what are you gonna do so uh so i got a question for you it's
0: going back to the earth man
1: yeah right no whatever it's gonna swallow us all up eventually Go ahead. Question. So does does being a bit Ask Chimp. Does, does being a Bitcoin-only podcast make us a Bitcoin podcast?
0: Um, I guess if we're a value-for-value Bitcoin-only podcast, yes, because you got to talk about Bitcoin in order to have that value-for-value value going. But we don't necessarily have to talk ab- only about Bitcoin, but we will be talking about Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. You know, like Adam was mentioning on podcast, podcasting 2.0 that for his Adam and Tina show, the Curry and the, Curry and the Keeper, that, you know, there's a lot of women who are listening to that show because of Tina and they don't know anything about Bitcoin. And so there's, there's like, like that learning curve of, OK, oh, yeah. well, I like your content. And this is, I think, a really great example of something I've been talking about a lot in like meetups and in the community, the Bitcoin community,
0: the Bitcoin community, there is no
1: community. So the idea that the idea that, um, if you create content that people demand that, that they're going to go out of their way to compensate you for it. So if it's a Bitcoin only podcast and if there happened to be value in it, then people who've experienced that value will Go out of their way if you demand it. If you say, well, we're only taking Bitcoin, which that was another part. It's like, are we only going to take Bitcoin? Because I'm, I'm okay with taking people's cash.
0: I'm okay with taking people's cash as well. But ever since you brought up the whole Bitcoin only ban, <laughs> now I'm like, there's no reason why not to do Bitcoin only podcast.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, thinking about it, like, does the Bitcoin only band not take cash? Like they won't take.
0: No, of course not.
1: Uh, but why not? Like, I don't want to take um you know i don't want to take credit i don't want to take checks
0: but like cash in hand well it's the whole point bitcoin only <laughs> you're trying to push yeah. bitcoin adoption i know
1: but not like i'm facing my own internal uh conflicts about well, what money is and what kind of money i want and how what relationship i want to have with the i money. will be
0: the rock in this relationship bitcoin only. <laughs> yeah i'm okay with bitcoin said only. and done
1: a panda says that uh parks bring homeless well yes. uh yeah that's for sure but i don't think it's that big of an issue it's um like parks that are located near places where there are lots of homeless people will bring homeless but like for instance the nearby park that we have Granolds park there are sometimes homeless people but there are not a lot of homeless people it's not like a it's not sucking in homeless people. Whereas, if you go downtown or parks that are near downtown Miami, there are lots of homeless people. So it's it's also a proximity thing.
0: There's also someone who stays on the property all night.
1: Yeah. So that kind of I mean that you know I've been there plenty of times when they, when they were closed. i have hop over the fence. So you just, oh
0: yeah. There's so many raccoons to go crazy. Oh yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> um, and so you know if there was a if they built a park. behind my building and in between me and the other, you know, the presidential estates housing development, there wouldn't be possible for homeless people to just start congregating there because especially the presidential estates people in all these single family homes, there's a bunch of uptight, yuppie people. So they're going to be having a hissy fit if it's just filling up with homeless people. So I'm not worried about that, but that's, you know, that's not an invalid point. So, and speaking of being a Bitcoin only podcast. So, what do you think is the status of our Bitcoin onlyness? Like are we are
0: we a Bitcoin podcast yet? Like we I mean, yes because if you want to go ahead and send us lightning chimp at getalby.com. That's galb y.com.
1: Well, you know what? If you're going to be so cheap and and like that, then I can also say that you can donate to me uh, if you wanted to, at primitive1 at stacker.news.
0: Oh, okay. We got two lightning wallets. <laughs> we got a wallet competition going. That's
1: to start with. Um, <laughs> eventually, it's going to be built into the show, so we don't have yeah, to Yeah, that's like the that. ideal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that way we can just split it and not have to worry about who's actually talented and who's not. <laughs> uh, so... I do have a couple other things on my, my little list here, but do you have anything on your mind?
0: So now that makes me think, um, so if it's a Bitcoin-only podcast, does that mean we can only spend Bitcoin to promote or keep the show going? Oh, God. Now we're getting into like real...
1: I don't know. That's, that, that does make me... Compl- because for, so for instance, if that's this, the, the case, then we couldn't advertise on No Agenda. Because John's a prick and he won't take Bitcoin. But we could advertise like on all of the other Adam Curry shows. We could advertise on a bunch of – we could like – so, you know, we could have the the Bitcoin-only market, which is not a very expensive market, but it limits our reach. But
0: that's, like even to like pay for hosting or anything like that. Okay, but see, that's
1: where, you know, yeah, you yeah, start to get into too tight. this <laughs> conflict where, you know, the, we don't live in a world where you can get Bitcoin-only services. I was talking to this my, my my buddy Super Art yesterday about this at this Miami Bit- Bitcoiners meetup, and because uh, I have this whole philosophy about the Bitcoin only thing and and the idea behind Bitcoin only ban being that trying to create the culture that is unique enough to support a demand to spend Bitcoin, you know, like so that the the consumers are going to demand that like. I, you know, I'm going to send you my Bitcoin so that you'll continue to make this thing that I like. Which is the idea, right? I mean, it's it's complicated. Um, well, That's why we have sets. Because it's not quite the same thing as adoption. And then, you know, Art was pushing back against me and he was saying something about, like, needing. Like, you know, uh, it's, it's about people have to need Bitcoin. And he brought up an example of, like... Um, prostitutes and backpage and craigslist and like the early days and how um you know because of the way that financial institutions were cracking down on different kinds of money transmission that they had to rely on uh, on, on using bitcoin to be able to market their services and and i was i was pushing back against that to say that well my, my concern is not so much about adoption as when someone adopts bitcoin there being an adequate or sophisticated or or mature marketplace for them to engage in an economic behavior so that's that's the issue right it's like okay we want hosting but
0: right you get as you get over the hurdle of like onboarding someone with a wallet and stuff and then now what do you do with it
1: yeah that's so that's what i'm talking about right so to me this is what we have to work on. Like, if you're already a Bitcoiner, okay, you can save all you want and you do all the hodling that you like, but we need to build the future. Otherwise, you're literally waiting for other people to do it. And someone said to me, well, but in that no, I think it was it was Super Art who had said that. He's like, well, you know, it isn't really the smart thing to do to wait for someone else to do it? Because that way, they're going to create the value that's going to make your Bitcoin worth more. And... And then I think of the, the, the scenario of, like, Laszlo with the 10,000 Bitcoin for pizza, you know, back in 2010. Like, if Laszlo had not done that, you know, how long would it have taken Bitcoin to get to $100 a Bitcoin, to $1,000 a Bitcoin? You know, maybe it would have taken another four, like, it would have taken four years longer. And so then I, I asked him, So so... In which situation is Laszlo better off? In the situation where he waited for someone else to do the work, and then now his Bitcoin is worth a lot less in this scenario because he didn't get the the, pro, the you know the the ball rolling, or because he got the ball rolling, sacrificing those ten thousand Bitcoin, now all the other Bitcoin that he had are worth way more. So to me, it's. There's like this feedback mechanism. I mean, if you if you have like okay, I know the potential of Bitcoin. I can see it. Right here, I am participating in this open source project, and and we're decentralizing money, and we're doing all these great things that money doesn't currently do. Well, so when you believe in that, at some point, someone has to to make that leap, right? Okay. Well, I'm gonna give you some of my Bitcoin if you do something economic for me, and then in that particular case, it was it was pizza. Although I was doing a little research and there were exchanges that existed at the time. There were like two or three little exchanges. But it's not quite the same thing, buying and selling Bitcoin, as using Bitcoin for an exchange of goods and services.
0: Right, right, right. So I think that's why important. it would be important to have that Bitcoin-only ban and Bitcoin-only pizza because we're... Trying to make that leap. Bitcoin only podcast, not pizza.
1: But you could be pizza. Bitcoin only pizza too. You know what? Uh, if there,
0: yeah. we'll have a food truck, Bitcoin only.
1: It'll it'll go to all of the Bitcoin conferences. You know, like it'll drive to all the domestic Bitcoin conferences, and they'll just like park
0: somewhere and like sell Bitcoin only pizza. <laughs> Somebody please make a meme, panda, Bitcoin only pizza. But yeah, so I mean, we'd be making that leap and. I mean, we're not really sacrificing much. But <laughs>
1: so someone but, comes into the pizza shop and they want to pay you with dollars. So you take an empty pizza box and you whack them in
0: the head. And you're like, it's a Bitcoin-only
1: pizza, man. Didn't you read, read the sign the on the front door? Sign. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, it's like Clerks. Did you ever see that movie?
1: So I may have seen Clerks, but I probably didn't pay that much attention to it. And I know it's like a really famous Kevin Smith film.
0: You know, it's just one of the jokes is just people coming in asking all these mundane questions when like the sign right behind him says, milk, $2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much is this milk? And I'm kind of sad. They're coming out with a third one. I'm like, oh, man.
1: Oh. Well, you know, Kevin Smith, I guess he just spends too much money. Um, Which is my theory about why rich people keep working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not don't all of them. you live in the, the good life?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. More money, more problems. So Panda says black market acceptance is why I thought, btc was important um so you know panda i do think that that's an indicator i do think that there is some something to say about that is that a leading indicator is it a trailing indicator i guess in some ways it might be you know and could you have false positives because i hear that monero is really big in black markets right now um and I can understand that the perception of what Monero is supposed to do is probably why it's big in black markets now, but I don't know enough about the technology of Monero to confidently, um, to have confidence in it. There are certain things that I just don't understand. It's a, it's a technical limitation on my part, like maybe Monero is perfect technology, but certain things like the the privacy aspects of it make me question whether we can audit it it accurately. You know, so if if you don't know where the Bitcoin came from, if you don't know who has what Bitcoin, if there's no association with with identities or pseud su- de- identities
0: Pseudonyms. <laughs> Pseudonyms.
1: Um and
0: fake ass names like chimp.
1: You know, so it's like <laughs> how do you you know, how do you know how many Monero there are? You know, how do you how do you prevent double spending in Monero? And so that's kind of my concern. let it's, it's like and, and they maybe have all of those problems solved and that would be good for them. Someone can explain it to me someday. I, I Not today because there's no one else here. Except Are for you, you
0: making that leap to try and understand? No, I don't have <laughs> the time
1: for that. Uh, you know, that's why, so I, that's why I do on. Bitcoin brunch every Sunday. You know, if someone shows up and is a Monero expert and they want to explain like some of the details of how Monero works, I'm there every Sunday for five hours at least. And, you know, then they can explain it to me because that is the time that I dedicate... I really would rather be talking about Bitcoin, but I'm open to other things. If uh, you know, whatever.
0: What was your uh, Lightning address again? <laughs> it's
1: That's so primitive one at stalker, stalker? stacker dot news. That's primitive one at
0: stacker 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 news uh, dot news. So the first, uh, what are they called? The first lucky listener to send. Primitive One at stacker.news, 100,000 sats will have a love song sang Sancti- to them. <laughs> Indeed. But, you know. And 200K if you want that, Um, what was it again? That rap song. There's a rap song? Yes. But I don't know the rap song. Oh.
1: <laughs> you can't. Did I ever tell you that story like about, it was like spring break camp or something. and. I was trying to participate in some kind of like rapping thing. Oh God. Uh, And I was young. I was like 12 or 13 or 14. And I didn't have like, I didn't have any kind of developed sense of meter or rhythm or um, beat. So rapping was not a thing that I could really do. And for some reason, this, the people in this little camp, it was like a small little thing decided to make fun of me for it. Uh, And so it was like, I was being teased and there was a camp counselor who was teasing me also. Like he was kind of, you know, he was like getting in on the fun, I suppose. And I was like really getting agitated by it. And so I told this guy, I said, if you don't stop teasing me, I'm going to pour this bottle of Coca-Cola on your head. And I don't know why I would come up with that of all things, but like it seemed like the only thing I could do to express my displeasure with the situation. And so he did, and so I did. And this was like a big person, they were a camp, camp counselor, right? So they stood up, but like when they stood up, because I was pouring the soda on their head, I was right next to them. So they stood up in such a way that they hit me like with their body as they stood up, and I went flying.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm sure, on purpose. Oh, yeah,
1: I, absolutely. <laughs> I
0: didn't lay a hand on him, I just it, stood up. Yeah. <laughs> he was way and, too close to you me. You know, and
1: had I, had I like, known then what i know now i mean i would have milked a lot of money out of that situation because i was like 12 but you know i didn't so i think i just like left the camp and then that was the end of the story
0: (laughs) captain brunch show me on the doll where he touched you my heart (laughs) uh what was the point of that story i don't remember well captain brunch can't rap
1: or I don't know. I mean, oh, yes. No. When <laughs> Like, so if I learned a rap song, you know, like there's a few. No,
0: no, no. Uh, when we used to do, what was that Ch- Chili Pepper song? Oh, gosh. I know and know for sure. Was it? No, no. that
1: wasn't that one. Give it away, give it give away. Give it away, yes. What's that song called? <laughs> give it away. Okay. Give it away. <laughs> What about it? Did I suck at that song?
0: Oh, you would fuck it up at, um, at like the actual event, at, at Mother in the Garden. I remember that. Oh, well. You know, it's a tough song. I know, but it was just like, okay, Prem's not good at rap, even if it's written down.
1: Well, I mean, if I didn't practice it enough, why don't you, and you use my name too, you bastard. so you impugned me, you dox me, this is horrible, okay, so if you want to- we are
0: on the subject of terrible rap.
1: If if you want to make me feel better about him so, talking uh, such crap about me, it's primitive1 at stacker news, stacker.news, <laughs> <laughs> send me some sats.
0: It's in the freaking email um so have you listened to the latest podcasting
1: 2.0 i've listened to most of it i haven't finished it yet i don't
0: think okay no it was interesting how they had um kyle abert kyle herbert abert i don't know anyway so they were talking about cons and it's funny how adam and dave assumed that people who um, watch anime and go to cons would be really into bitcoin
1: Or that they would be open to crypto right because i mean i agree with the sentiment that like wow you know anime and nfts and all that crypto bullshit like they could go hand in hand really well
0: (laughs) so it's it's funny because it's it's true like cons are such the perfect place for like lightning for like there's uh, um tons and tons of like these small little like like um vendors sell all kinds of shit you know like handmade shit People who don't have a lot of money, they're doing it just because they love to do it. Yeah. Perfect for fucking lightning, perfect for, for this and that, but no, oh no. It's, well, it hurts the environment. It's the worst thing in the world. I
1: mean, this is a temporary FUD. I think that this is great though, because I think all of these subcultures that have, they've got like um, trauma, and so their bullshit meter is really, really sensitive. And so it's prone to false positives. But that's the thing is it? if you don't understand the nuances that make Bitcoin different from other things, it's hard to differentiate it from other things. Yep. Um, the whole energy thing, I mean, I'm, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I feel like we talked about this last week. Not at all. Okay. Well,
0: we talked about energy markets, but we didn't talk about Bitcoin being bad for the environment. But it always comes back to energy markets, right? Is that it's- we talked about Ukraine and people freezing and you don't <laughs> want money. You want an expensive microphone. You want AC, <laughs> you want kombucha when you go to bed. <laughs>
1: oh man. Yeah, it's just we don't really when we talk about how much energy Bitcoin uses, we don't compare it to other things like so supposedly with the ethereum going to ethereum 2.0 it's going to use 99% less energy but that's just to run the ethereum blockchain but what about all the things that run on the ethereum blockchain like those things take electricity too and if we're not considering those an intrinsic part of the electricity that's being used by ethereum like all of these erc20 tokens you know all of these uh DeFi and nft and and metaverse things that are all running on top of ethereum they're all integrated with the ethereum blockchain and so i i feel like we completely ignore that see bitcoin's not like that bitcoin's just money so if we were going to talk about bitcoin energy usage i would want to compare it to things like the banking industry the you know merchant processing industry those kinds of things but I would want to compare it to something. I wouldn't want to just say, well, one transaction takes this much electricity because the reality is that the like the merchant processing industries, all of these, like, uh, these money transaction industries, they need to be running 24-7 regardless of whether someone's using them or not. The same as Bitcoin. And so they're all using electricity and we're never talking about that. We don't ever talk about how much electricity any of the other things in our life use. I mean, here we are, we're sitting... Making a live stream. We don't talk about how much electricity podcasts use every year. We don't talk about how much electricity that um, audio production uses every year. I mean, here we are. I got my my Rodecaster Pro 2. Like, how much electricity did that take, you know, to, like, produce this thing? The factory that runs it probably consumes a lot of electricity. You know, like this, every little thing in our life consumes electricity. Productive behavior, economic behavior, it all
0: requires electricity.
1: That's kind of all I want to say about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the argument to that would be, well, if we already have money, why do you need Bitcoin? It's just a waste. We don't have money. We've got slavery. we got economic slavery. You're going to have digital slavery with Bitcoin.
1: No, we're going to have that with the CBDCs. Um, I mean, we can have slavery with Bitcoin, too. I'm not one of these. Like, I am, I think I feel like I'm a very idealistic or utopian person, but I, I try to be realistic a lot of the time. And there's nothing inherent in Bitcoin that prevents people who have bitcoin from enslaving other human beings as terrible as that sounds like it's slavery is, is 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 like a violence thing right and it's a cultural thing of like convincing humans to sacrifice their own well-being and future for yours like regardless of their personal interests <laughs> So do you maybe want to do like? Do you have a track to play for us? Because uh, I, I, there's another topic I want to talk about, but I, I'd love to have like a little bit of a of a a break to
0: breathe. You yeah, gotta bring the.
1: So champ, why don't you tell us what was that about, or do you remember when that was? Or that was called Carmelita.
0: Uh, it was about Marcus's dog. Oh, did it die? No, okay. <laughs> she's well alive. <laughs> this is a dog who would sit there and watch us play, and we would. She was like the the meter Whenever we were playing like shit, she would leave the room. <laughs> but when we we're playing better, she comes back. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh,
1: I like that. So she, would, she, would she stay for her own song or would she leave?
0: Uh, probably stay. <laughs> well, that's nice. I don't remember. Well, her so, name is Carmela, but I call her Carmelita. I like a little Carmela. Okay. That's, that's cute. Carmelita. I love her.
1: So a couple of weeks ago, I participated in an online event called Bitcoin Freedom Day. Yeah. And Bitcoin Freedom Day was meant to celebrate the one-year anniversary of El Salvador mandating Bitcoin as legal tender. It was an online-only free conference thing. And I participated in a panel. And if anyone listening would be interested in watching the panel, it was about 40 minutes. Um, it was mostly about like Bitcoin adoption and um, culture and meetups. There, was, there were two meetup posts. So me and one other person, Columbus, Ohio meetup, Bitcoin meetup. There was this guy Nathan from Bitcoin events and Bitcoin jobs, which I think is a Swan project. And there was a person. Oh, I feel so sorry that I I forgot her name. But she was really really cool. Um, she did. She does a program in El Salvador training developers to program for Bitcoin. That was really cool. So oh, oh, it was cool to talk to all these
0: people. I just have to point out the irony of celebrating a year of a mandate
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um there's definitely some irony in that is it dramatic irony i don't know i mean i think there's a self-aware i mean i'm certainly self-aware about it i was um as far as i know one of the first people to like in the bitcoin community in the conversations i was having to like criticize el salvador you know to like to put it in that context of it's a mandate but good things could still come from it. Like it's bad things can, bad things, right? Like uh, I imagine, for instance, you know, El Salvador has got all those narco traffickers and they probably have a bunch of Bitcoin. So maybe uh, legalizing Bitcoin in El Salvador is a way to, to create a marketplace for these narco traffickers to spend their Bitcoin. Like this is, that was the first kind of thought I had about the man, you know, that law. Now,
0: that- are they getting taxed?
1: Who getting taxed?
0: Like let's say you have Bitcoin and you want to spend it in in El Salvador to like buy a house. Like are you getting taxed? Like how how does that work? So I think
1: that you know they do have certain kinds of taxes, but like a lot of the big appeal for what they've been doing with Bitcoin is um like eliminating capital gains taxes and stuff. So it's 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 really things that are appealing to rich people more so. They're probably still going to have stuff like sales tax and property tax and all those, all the like the normal things that governments do to extract <laughs> extract money well. from their from their their population.
0: Yeah, because like you with that example of like let's say a drug dealer who's been amassing a ton of Bitcoin over the last ten years, now suddenly has all this you know usable currency in in, in the country. Like, like I would imagine like. That state wants to take advantage of that. Okay, we're going to take 10% of that.
1: (laughs) Well, so I mean, you just imagine if you've got like sales tax, you know, so the state's getting whatever percentage of all the sales that go on, you know, or whatever the case is, wherever they're extracting, you know, money, they're going to get their cut. That's, I think that's the way it always goes.
0: What is the main export, if any,
1: of El Salvador? I'm guessing people. (laughs) Um, I mean, I bet you more Salvadorans send money back to El Salvador than they make in any industry that they have in that country. I was just watching
0: knitted or crocheted jerseys. You see, what the fuck? And Excuse my language, but like,
1: are you kidding me? So like, the main export of the El Salvador is knitted
0: jerseys. Products.
1: Okay, you got to be kidding me. That's like complete
0: bullcrap. T-shirts, vests, uh, plastic packing. Goods, so their, so their caps, main export sugar.
1: is sweatshop labor. It's like the product of sweatshop labor. That doesn't sound like a very economically prosperous uh, circumstance for the people of that country to be in. Um, so, as I said, yeah, most of it's going to be uh, remittances coming from family members. Uh, Nayib Bukele said in his um, was it today, but they just they just had uh, independence. Maybe it was on the fourth or something like that.
0: Yeah, Guatemala just had independence. Um Said day or yesterday? The other day, sixteenth or fifteenth? One of those um, two days. Yeah, let's see. El
1: Salvador Independence. Maybe they're maybe they're similar because it, like maybe it was one of those. Um,
0: if you look at all those Central American countries, they all have a very similar flag. It's all blue, white, blue.
1: Maybe that has to do with um, Simon Bolivar. I wonder if he if he was in Central America or if it was just South America. So anyway, so their Independence Day was Thursday, September fifteenth in El Salvador. Yeah, same Guatemala. And, and so Naib Bukele did like a, you know, like a speech or something. And one of the things that he mentioned in that speech was that three million Salvadorans live outside of the country. Three million. And he said that was like a third of the population, population of El Salvador. The population of El Salvador is 6.45 million. So that means that like, yeah, so, so
0: 30%
1: of all the Salvadorans on the planet live outside of the country
0: more than 30 percent but yeah well, that's crazy yeah it
1: is crazy but it and so he talked about you know th- they had officially gained independence 205 years ago but he said that they weren't really independent until just recently and i think the bit he doesn't actually mention bitcoin once in this speech which was cool because it was more about just el salvador and him and politics and like the government and history um it's it's, it's fascinating so you know he talks about Like there was a civil war and then the civil war ended and they supposedly had a peace agreement and he said that more people left the country after the civil war than during the civil war because of the gangs, because of the the narco traffickers. He said one of the things that happened during the Clinton administration, and I'm just (laughs) parroting, I'm just parroting things from this speech, I'm not paid to do this, but it was interesting stuff nonetheless. He said that Clinton exported like so there was all these Salvadorans who left El Salvador, went to the United States because of the civil war, and then Clinton deported them back to El Salvador, but a bunch of them were like gang members at this point from the United States because they lived in ghetto and poor parts of the United States. So they were members of like MS 13 or 18th Street or Calle 13, whatever that gang is called. And then they went back to El Salvador and like brought all of their, you know, horrible, violent, you know, uh, neo-feudalistic behaviors with them to El Salvador. So now that the civil war was over, they now had a new problem, which was the, you know, the the gang problem. And so that's interesting that, you know, he, he even though he doesn't say it explicitly in the speech, making El Salvador a Bitcoin country for him is a part of making it independent and sovereign.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I would imagine it's uh, much like uh, some of the Central African countries and trying to become sovereign from the franc, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a big issue. I would love to get Fode Diop to call in someday. I, I want to get him to come to brunch too. He's—I don't know how long he's going to be in Miami because he's going to go to Ghana to do the um, African Bitcoin conference. But he's a nice. developer, a Bitcoin just lift developer. It from
0: there, just lift hard that right from here. Yeah, I could just that we have the same angle. Oh yeah, I like the angle, but I just
1: want more height to my microphone. Ah, the issues of production. It's okay. Yeah, we're real For professional, real real professionals over here. Um, So I wanted to, so Bitcoin Freedom Day, you know, I was on this panel. Um, It was a cool panel. We talked about adoption. We talked about like, what does adoption mean? This guy came up to me yesterday at the Bitcoiners meetup and he said he watched the panel and something that affected him that he had not thought about before, something that, that gave him an opportunity to build another mental model than the ones that he'd been working on at that point, was that I... I said that pricing Bitcoin in dollars is a problem, and something I bring up a lot, and that that we need to move away from that. That's like that that that's the problem. Like the dollars are, um, they're fake, they're fiat, they're um, unstable, and so to constantly be referencing Bitcoin in dollars is always going to be a handicap to Bitcoin. I don't think it's going to be an easy process. I don't think it's going to be um, an always beneficial process of trying to move towards the Bitcoin-only thing. Um, and I write this, and I write about it in the essay for the Bitcoin-only band. That the sacrifices have to be made. People are going to have to try and fail. Some people will succeed. Some people will fail. Like maybe, maybe people will never send us Sats. Why aren't you sending me Sats? But, um, but someone will send someone Sats. But it's like.
0: I guess it depends on how you are getting your Bitcoin. If, like, if you are buying it, you know, um, from somebody or or through an exchange, and you are going to be thinking about the the fiat you used to, to you know, to, to to pay for it, maybe if you are receiving it as a job or as through a podcast or you know or, or whatever, maybe you are not looking at it in those terms. Oh, I am getting fifty bucks in Bitcoin. That that I would imagine, but if you're outright buying it, then you see those dollars, those euro, whatever, going away.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's also the fact that it's removed from what you did to get the dollars in the first place. That's right. Like, that's what bothers me so much. Like I tell people, I I don't I not only want to spend in Bitcoin. It's not that I I want to have goods and services that I can acquire for Bitcoin. It's that I also want to earn in Bitcoin, and that's I feel that might be one of the hardest things. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I, I like the opportunity to podcast because I don't know that in my day job I'm ever going to be able to earn Bitcoin for what I do. Have you asked him? <sighs> <laughs> so, I'm, you know, like I work in the, the marine industries, I work as a yacht mechanic. And, you know, I was talking to Super Art yesterday, and essentially he was saying, you know, as long as fiat exists, as long as dollars exist, generally people are going to rather spend their dollars than Bitcoin if you understand the value proposition. And so that it was when he kind of said it that I was able to respond with saying, well, Art, that's what I'm talking about. It's the fact that like that we need to have goods and services that are only available in Bitcoin so that you don't have the option to spend fiat. Like if you want to get it from this person, if you want to get this one, then you have to spend Bitcoin. And this is, I think that's not as hard as we think it is. It's just a matter of doing it and taking the chance, taking the risk.
0: Yeah, making the leap.
1: Which is what we're doing now. I mean, we're taking our time, our time and our, (coughs) I'm choking on my, my dry throat. He's he's
0: trying to say talent, but it's not coming out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I've lost my talent. A little rusty. So, you know, Bitcoin Freedom Day, uh, I've got the videos, I'll post them in the show notes, which don't exist. So, if you want to watch them yeah i guess you could message me um primitive one in most gosh i'm not actually i'm not in most places anymore so twitter Ooh, panda says he was able to buy ammo in may of 2020 during the riots in bitcoin we're- nice
0: no one wanted fiat
1: <laughs> yeah i can imagine those were kind of co- the riot. what riots uh do we need to have this discussion no uh, I'm not making enough money to start talking politics. There is an election coming up, though. And did we talk about the election before?
0: I don't think so. I didn't bitch
1: about, like, Charlie Crist becoming the Democrat nominee. No, you didn't. And uh, they had this woman named Nikki Freed, and she's the current, like, agriculture secretary. And so she's the only Democrat in a Republican-dominated executive branch of the state of Florida. And she ran for governor. And instead of picking her, again, the only Democrat to win an election in a Republican-dominated executive branch, and they chose Charlie Crist, a fucking corrupt piece of shit. He's like, probably uh, still alive. Oh, my God. A flip-flopping motherfucker. And he's going to be their nominee. So it's not like I wanted Nikki Freed to win anyway, but I liked her more than I liked him. And so if they're, if the Democrats had any chance of defeating Ron DeSantis in this election that's coming up in November, Ron DeSantis being the governor of California, of Florida, they lost that chance. That chance has gone out the window because Charlie Crist is just pathetic.
0: And, so, and he's pro-vaccine um, passports. Oh,
1: God. And... Um, and what's worse is that he chose as his running mate for to be lieutenant governor, he chose the head of the Miami-Dade County Public School Teachers Union, which to me, I found that interesting because it's like, well, because she had like just won an election recently and she's young. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, so she if she's actually an effective leader in the teachers union, all they're doing is they're stealing the president of the teachers union They're going to lose the election. So not only are they going to lose the governorship, but then Miami is going to lose perhaps an effective teachers union president. So it's like, I don't know. It it feels like sabotage to me. Like from the moment it happened, I'm like, how are Democrats just watching this happen?
0: Sabotage. And they
1: think that this is is what they're supposed to be doing. And that this is what's going to, whatever. They're a bunch of morons.
0: I mean... (laughs) It's. I guess it's. 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 it's a, you know, like. Oh, if we'll take the risk as long as we can get power, uh, and once we grab the power, then we'll be able to do more. We'll. We'll have one of ours in. In power, and it'll trickle down.
1: Well, they're not gonna. They're not. They're. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're not gonna. Like. Sure. I, like Charlie Crist could have picked Nikki Freed to be his running mate. You know, like as a consolation prize. Okay, you didn't win the governorship. Like, like the nomination for the governorship, but be my running mate. Instead, uh, whatever. It's it's just really sad. So, uh, what was the whole point of that? I don't remember. It's just that. So Ron DeSantis is probably going to be our our governor for the next four years. I don't think he's going to run for president. Do you think he's going to run for president
0: in two years? Uh, I hope not. I think I just prefer him as governor. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't. Um, I mean, thanks to him, I still have a job. I found <laughs> I found out uh-huh. that my state my state. <laughs> Florida <laughs> is the only one. So my um my employer is one of the uh, vax mandates employers except in Florida. Oh wow.
1: Cuz they weren't allowed
0: to, right? Cuz uh-huh. he blocked those mandates. So See, fuck yeah, DeSantis. <laughs> you
1: know, I mean, I'm not I'm not a Republican, but I got to give him credit for those, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day and that was so a good call. he was right those, <laughs> you know, a few times um And yeah, if if he ran for president then You know that it becomes a whole boondoggle of what happens in the state of Florida. You know who's going to take over. Uh, It's you know power is like a really weird thing, and it's like a weird balance of you know when you reach a certain level of power slash effectiveness, because not all the powerful people are necessarily effective. Sometimes like they're powerful, but they're they're just ineffective. Which maybe, maybe that's not true, right? Like maybe to be powerful, you have
0: to be effective. I don't know. I would imagine so, yeah. <laughs> you got to get something done.
1: Yeah, so what, I'm, what I'm, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like if, if Ron DeSantis left, then whoever takes his place is not going to be as powerful as him. And so it's going to disrupt the balance of power that he may have established, like regardless of whether or not I like the guy's policies. So just, you know, like
0: what happens after that? Right, um, when, like once there's a vacuum, what's going to take over? You know, and is it going to be for good or for bad? Uh, Panda <laughs> Where, says
1: I am a Republican. Panda, I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm no political,
0: no party affiliation. Yeah, I, I don't,
1: I don't do the party game. Um, to me, it's just a bunch of bullcrap. They're just, they're playing, they're playing with us. You know, they're, um, it's but, like banks. You know, like we, like depositors are to banks as party members are to parties. Like you're just, you're just a fucking account to them, and. If you have an account with them, they get to go to the government and say, I've got an account. Like, this person has an account with me, so I represent them. The banks do it, and so do the parties. That's that's all it is. They're just using our name and our existence and our our citizenship as a ploy to acquire more power.
0: And it says, it's a two-party system. Those in the middle get crushed or go along.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So I'm in the Bitcoin system.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I neither get crushed or go along, you know, because we're building this alternative. Like, we're We, you know, we work, we pay our bills, we're... But it's true, I mean, we
0: we pretty much do just go along. We have no choice but to go along.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, how do you... How do you get anywhere without driving on the roads that were built through this corrupt system? Like, it's... There's a certain level where where you can't escape it. Of course, you have to go along with with some things to get along. Like, you know, if you're going to fight a revolution, well, how are you going to get to the the government buildings without using the government roads or you know how are you going to communicate with your friends without using the government leased communications towers
0: and how are you going to burn down the buildings without using the government approved Molotov cocktails exactly
1: everything is you know so it's it's uh so in a way no matter what we have to destroy the system from the inside but it doesn't have to be a violent destruction it could be destruction by neglect <laughs> or, or it's not destruction it's called um demolition by neglect That's I think what's going to happen is it's like the Roman Empire. We're going to just build all these other institutions and other ways of living and other ways of earning incomes and exchanging value. The old system is just going to crumble little by little. The people who are dependent on it are going to suffer, especially when the the systems that they depend on fall apart. And whatever, uh, you know, we'll be around.
0: But it's always, it's always violent. Someone's always suffering at some point, whether it's massive amounts of people at once or less than <laughs> so over time, you know? I guess people suffering right now. There's more and more homeless than ever. Not even looking at numbers, just walking around, I see more and more homeless in well, general. If it's in any consolation, though, my the, own homeless, neighborhood.
1: the homeless are more comfortable than ever. <laughs> it's not that it's comfortable to be homeless, though. That's You know, it's not to not to trivialize.
0: Well, they're still alive. I mean, a lot of the same homeless I've seen for like what 5 6 years are still walking around, so that's good.
1: Well, yeah, they have a fantastic standard of living in some place like South Florida. Um, like the homeless here live better than people with homes in some countries. It's
0: yeah. It's kind of funny. He's crazy.
1: Did you hear about these bank robberies in Sri Lanka? no so sri lanka is this island off the coast of india India. and they've had this economic crisis that's been going on and they can't like the government can't pay its bills um they couldn't pay for like importing fuel and things like that and so as part of this crisis a lot of banks have actually frozen accounts the problem is that people have like their life savings and things inside bank accounts. So there have been several bank robberies that have happened in the in the last several weeks, and I think just yesterday there were three bank robberies in one day. And it's just people trying to steal the money they have in their account. Oh my god! They're trying to get their own money because the bank <laughs> won't give it to them. It was it was crazy. There's this one guy several weeks ago. Like you can find the videos. A lot of video. It, um, this guy walks into the bank with a shotgun because his brother like needs this uh, life-saving surgery and he, he can't pay for it because his money is like trapped in the bank. And so he goes to the bank and all he wants is the money to pay for the surgery. And he holds this bank up and the police show up. But once the social media starts hearing the story about why this guy's there and what he's doing, like thousands of people just show up to protect this guy.
0: Holy shit.
1: And so like in the end, I think he actually got, he got the money and he got like a protected vehicle or whatever and escorted away. It's a fascinating story. So this is crazy times. This is happening in Sri Lanka. Um, Sri
0: Lanka. So who else uses the Sri Lankan rupee? That's
1: my question. Probably no one else. And is it different than the Indian rupee? I guess so. Yeah, it must be different because it's Sri Lanka's its own country. Um this, you know, th- this problem with the energy and not being able to afford energy. So Sri, Sri Lanka is an example of like a government not being able to afford energy. But what we're going to see in the next few months is Europe, you know, and are they going to be able to afford energy? I'm really concerned about that. Did we talk about that last week? Yes. Oh, okay, good. We don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's not, not not like I'm any less concerned today than I was last week, though. I mean, as, as time progresses, I'm going to get more and more concerned until... Either I'm sad or something good happens.
0: I was going to ask you a question, but I can't remember now.
1: Oh, failure. Failure at life. Do you have another track you can play? Because we're at like the three, the the two-thirds mark on our show. So we like to put in a little bit of music to kind of break things up. Um, You know, we're still working on things like the structure of the show, the format, the content. Um, as usual, if you're listening to this, we welcome your feedback. We would love to get some uh, some commentary and some ideas and thoughts from you. Thank you, Panda Man, for communicating with us and uh, talking to us while we're doing the show. Thank you, Super Art, as well, for uh, your interaction. Really appreciate that stuff. That's exactly what this show is about, and hopefully one day when we've got thousands and thousands of listeners maybe we'll have like five people talking to us which will be enough to <laughs> to give us some content we also haven't done a call-in in a while so if anyone's uh, feeling feisty you know we can do a call-in why not so here's a little bit of musical interlude to uh just chill things out for a few minutes so we're broadcasting again and right now, the music should be working. I'm gonna have to remember to like check the preferences of this Rocket Broadcaster every single time, which I guess is just a part of pre-show prep. like pay someone in India or something to listen (laughs) I'll give you five bucks to listen to us for an hour and a half
0: what are the advertisers gonna say
1: (laughs) because of the fake the fake listens
0: (laughs) (laughs) what is Naive Bukele gonna say
1: (laughs) about the fake listens about messing up
0: the stream for the last hour and a half
1: ugh God, it's so frustrating. So is it working now? Hear Rolly playing the guitar, and can you also hear both of us talking? So we have four different audio tracks going right now. Like, Rolly's playing the guitar live right now,
0: fucking up on the spot. Alright, so how are we gonna end this
1: uh how depressing so
0: like you said we have the recording
1: yeah and you know i mean it's it these growing pains are a part of the learning experience it's it's really important that we we go through them now as opposed to whenever it is that we think we're actually like creating a product
0: it's all a part of being a bitcoin only podcast
1: Sucking? No, that's definitely not <laughs> a part of being a Bitcoin only podcast.
0: Sometimes you just got to run with scissors. Yeah. So,
1: you know, so there's a few housekeeping things that I wanted to mention to you. I said we need a website. Okay. And to receive uh, central feedback from our audience. So, obviously, one of the ways that we can receive feedback is to get, um, To get boosts. Boost. Which we're hoping by next Saturday we might be able to do that. Yeah. Not that we're actually, anyone's going to send us a boost, of course. That's a whole other issue. Because none of the people who are listening to us are listening to us from any of these podcasts. But we can tell them to. At newpodcastapps.com. Nudepodcastapps.com. That one too. Um, But you know, once we're lit though, then I'm going to feel more comfortable once we're lit and once we have a podcast right that we're uploading as a podcast then I'll feel more comfortable starting to market on other podcasts because then people who are people who are already listening to podcasts on one of these podcasting 2.0 podcasts could then start streaming sats to us so you know it's just it to me it goes hand in hand so th- like the central feedback one of them is to be able to accept boosts Or if we just have a website, it could be something as simple as, you know, uh, ways for them to send Bitcoin to us. But also, I've been thinking a lot about like a website, you know, because that's I feel like it's kind of important, too, is just if if there's a central place where people who are listening to us can congregate so that we don't have to be looking at five different windows at the same time, like looking at Discord, looking at Telegram, looking at my text message, looking at WhatsApp to see if anyone is, is, is messaging me during the show. If instead we had like one website and one one chat
0: room. So then are we going to do like, like a self-hosted solution or do you want to do something like Discord or... Yeah, I
1: don't know. I was thinking like ideally, I mean, if one thing I like about No Agenda Show is that, you know, you go to like No Agenda Stream and it's got that window for the chat ideally I would want anyone to be able to just start chatting not have to like register for this or that I just you know just like show up and start chatting to me that seems you know and then but so that that doesn't seem like a discord thing that seems more like a like like some sort of IRC implementation
0: where's the other one called XMPP or XxMP
1: I don't know you're talking about my pay grade.
0: Extensible Messaging and Presence Protocol is an open communication protocol designed for instant messaging.
1: Yeah, sure, whatever. So the idea is just, you know, to have a place for the people to congregate so they can troll each other.
0: Originally named Jabber. Oh, that makes
1: interesting. Sense. Do, do we want to upgrade the Rocket Broadcaster to Pro?
0: You want to pay 100 bucks? Go ahead.
1: It's 100 bucks for the year? No, period. That's it? Forever?
0: How long have they been
1: around? Because if they're you know, if they've been around for a while, I, I, I wouldn't mind.
0: There may be solutions that are not paid. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. I don't
1: mind paying. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's what I work for. I work to be able to pay for crap.
0: Well, go, go pay for. It.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know that it would be kind. We could start. Uh. We should look into merchandise too, you know? Um, We could sell shit like shirts and hats. Um, We could like brand some some like Bitcoin brunch stuff. And we could sell that through our podcast website. Um, You know, just throwing ideas out there. He looks at me with such a monotonous face. Like I don't know if... I'm boring him to death, or if I'm offending him, or like,
0: I don't know what, <laughs> what's going on. It just, I'm not interested by the idea. It's like, okay, okay. we would need, um, you know, like, branding first. Okay. So, it's
1: Litcast, you know, it's L-I-T-C-A-S-T. I want to
0: see, you know, logo, we'll a logo. Pick a nice font, I don't know. Yeah, see, that's I'm, I, not my thing, so...
1: All right. Well, I'll pay some Indian person $5 to design us a logo.
0: All right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why I feel like the solution to everything in life is to pay some Indian person $5. Hey, if they're willing. Yeah. And if they have an internet connection, you know, it's a pretty talented country. So, um, I think we're going to start wrapping it up a little early tonight. Um, you know, all of, we could just keep pushing this, you know. It's yeah, okay. Jax's is
0: up until eleven, so we'll meet you guys there.
1: Um, but maybe one day we will have a local crew of listeners who, who we can hang out with after the show. I wouldn't mind that. That would make me feel good. Um, uh, so you know, I'm gonna get into my native advertisement bed and rest really well tonight. <laughs> What? Because don't you remember you said like me talking about yes. the mattress sounded like a native ad, and and that made me think about how how easy it could be to confuse someone just talking about something that they like with a native ad. Although I don't think that that Adam or John actually liked the black bun burger; they were just talking about it, which is you know that's the whole thing. It's like it's one thing if you like something, like I like my mattress, my. Kirkland Signature Stearns and Foster mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Only available Only at Costco.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go you to Costco.com. Free
1: returns at Costco? Oh, yeah. I'm going to return this box spring I bought. It's too tall. <laughs> oh, my but God. But this is a live audience. Od- oh, no. He means live audience as in f- us recording the podcast in front of a live audience. Oh what do you think God. about
0: that? I think the sound would suffer, but I'm down. Yeah, we could do it, but do you have a place for us to do it?
1: Super Art, or should I just call you Art or Super? (laughs) Super. (laughs) Because I mean, okay, if we did if we did it in front of a live audience, then we would definitely get feedback. Although it be, you know, then I have to be like, shut the fuck up! Like you've been talking way too much, dude. Like this is our show. Can you sit down and shut up? Like people beat him up, please. Well, isn't that basically what
0: the Bitcoin Brunch podcast would have been?
1: No, because the Bitcoin Brunch podcast will be, will, will be, be uh, like the waiting on that one. designated people. You know, like it'll be two to four people talking for for an hour, and it's not going to be like a walk in thing. So, the Bitcoin Brunch podcast is a bit more contrived than Bitcoin Brunch itself. It's a it's a contrived microchasm. <laughs> Macrocosm. So let's
0: go out on some closing thoughts. So by next week, we are going to be lit. According and, to Chimp. And uh, <laughs> Captain Brush <laughs> <laughs> will have paid... Um, $100. <laughs> no, and... An Indian website designer. $5. 5,000 rupees. <laughs> <laughs> Sri Lankan rupees. <laughs> yeah, they need money. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sri
1: Lankans need money. So if I have some rupees, I could probably send them to Sri Lankans. They need it.
0: Yes. So cynical. You can send them some batteries, too. Huh. And that is
1: our night. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending this little bit of Saturday night with us. We were lit. And now we are dust.